ASI Attitudes of Sexual Integrity, episode 27 of season 2. I'm your host, Russ Shaw. Right now, there's a quote by John Lennon who said that life happens as we're making other plans. Bible says that words are actual things, right? Like bricks. I had words that I had defined in certain ways that were the building blocks, cornerstones, foundation blocks of my life. And I had to really evaluate that. Season two is like that. It's a paradigm shift in the way you and I define words. Everybody, little old Van Halen there. Van Hagar? I don't know. This is ASI. My name is Russ Shaw. ASI247.org is the website. If you'd like to send an email to myself, the host, it is Russ at ASI247.org. Got any complaints? Any questions? Any just, hey, here's something, right? You can send that to that email address, again, russ at asi247.org, and I'm listening. So, doing something a little different on the show today, I am going to be talking with my friend Jeff Fisher. It's called Crash the Podcast, right? I crash his podcast, he crashes my podcast, and we set it up around the idea of talking about sexual integrity, sexual purity in the 21st century. So, that's the topic of the show. Jeff Fisher and I, I tried not to edit a whole lot out of this. I just, uh, boom, here it is. It's not polished. It's not professional. Um, I was kind of in a hurry. <laughs> I was like stressed and I had to pick my son up from school and all right, I know. Stop making excuses, Russ. You're you're a mess. I, I get it. I'm a mess. All right. But uh, it was a lot of fun. And here it is with a little teaser at the end on uh, the next Crash the Podcast session. Tooling down the highway doing 79. I'm a twin pipe papa and I'm feeling fine. Hey, man, dig that. Was that a red stop sign? <laughs> Fusion, transfusion, I'm just a solid mess of contusions. Never, never, never gonna speed again. Slip the blood to me, bud. I jump in my rod about a quarter to nine. I gotta make a date with that chick of mine. I cross the center line, man, you gotta make time. Transfusion, transfusion, oh man, I got the cotton picking convolutions. I'm never, never, never gonna speed again. Shoot the juice to me, Bruce. This is Russ Shaw. ASI247.org is my website. This is kind of a a co-show with me and Jeff Fisher as the guest, and I will be a guest on his as well. This will be a kind of cool little 
little uh, experiment we're doing here to debate and talk about um, sexual integrity, sexual purity in the 25th the 25th? Oh, yeah, we'll edit that out later. <laughs> the 21st century. So, Jeff, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing fine. This is Jeff Fisher of PornToPurity.com and also the Top Tips for Sexual Purity podcast. And, man, you and I, we, uh, we, we've no, known each other now for a couple of years. Um, I've been listening to you in the podcasting world for longer than that, but um, you and I connected we've done um uh, done at least one show together as far as me interviewing you but yeah man we thought let's get together and just just throw a, a key topic out there um and uh, let's just talk about it like we're having a you know a coffee shop conversation yeah yeah it's a it's a good thing man and you know we've been kind of cohorts on this deal and exchanging emails back and forth and talking about some of you know what listeners are going through and some of the stuff that we went through and trying to you know articulate that well as uh, as two guys who talk you know sexual integrity in the 21st century it's it's kind of a it's a weird topic for today isn't it Jeff yeah you know I was thinking that there's there's things that have definitely changed and we have to adapt the way that we help guys and work with guys but as far as the biblical principles and God's word and his standards for purity, you know, that stuff hasn't changed, has it? Yeah, yeah, no, it hasn't. And that's kind of a, a, a thing, too, an interesting uh, perspective on this uh, contrast is, is that you and I are here in the United States, and we're also in two different kind of cultures. Like, you're down there in the Bible Belt area, and and there's more, you know, Christian Christian stuff and, and stuff like that. Here in the Seattle area, there has been a, a revival of recent years, but at the same time, um, yeah, you're right. There's there's Christian principles. I have a you know a, a different <laughs> a different culture as far as yeah. sexuality is concerned. It's talking about sexuality, and it's funny how you know in this area, it's you know Christianity and, and biblical principles are starting to really come back in the hearts and minds of people as a way to you know to, to yeah love God, but also as a way to do life because our families are we're having problems. The divorce rate is incredibly high here we have here in Washington State we have one of the highest rates of, of people living out of wedlock together um, kids that I are born there are plenty of, no uh, dad. Not, I think there are a lot of non-biblical reasons that we want to have sexual purity so whether you're right. you know, from the Bible Belt or from a you know maybe you're an atheist or um, you know just agnostic or whatever um, I mean as far as as the, the damage that uh, it does to a marriage and to a family and how we can get addicted and how it can pull us away um, from, you know, passions. I was thinking this week, Russ, that, that when I was uh, into porn, uh, I was a master of using my creativity to get whatever I wanted. You know, if my mind can think of it, I could find it online or I could go and get it. And then I, I, I used my creativity to to hide, and, and I was a master of hiding, and, you know, that's that's valuable time and energy. It's God-given, but mm-hmm. but but still, it's it's time and energy that we could be pouring into much 
healthier pursuits that are not That's selfish. Right. Um, but you know, we could we could we could serve others. So this you know, there's plenty of of non-Christian reasons. Um, and you know, I think that maybe in the 21st century, sometimes we got to start there. That, yeah. You know, your family's blowing up, and your wife is pissed off at you, and and you know, feels the uh, affront of of this pornography, and um, that's a problem, man. And you got to do something about it, whether you love Jesus or not. That's right. And and the thing about loving Jesus and Jesus being the point and stuff like that is, you know, going back to the kind of cultural thing, it's like it's like a different self-righteousness, you know. I mean, in the Bible Belt, there's the, the world is infected religion and the world has infected the secular world as well. And I think that a lot of our culture just lifts up the self to the point where, like you're saying, when I was sexually addicted as well, it was just, it was all about me. It was about yeah. my needs. It was about me feeling good today. It was about how am I going to cope today and, and how creative, like you were saying, I can be at, at searching out and, and getting my my digital harem, you know. Yeah. Something that our pastor said recently, going through the book of Esther, you know, this this guy uh, Xerxes, which is the, the the Greek translation of this this king who just selfishly had everything on unto himself. And and today, in the digital world, you know, I mean, it's we we have a culture that tells us that we are the point. Right, that that self is is high and exalted, and that we should do what we need to do to to be all that we can be. Right, to do what we need to get our pleasure today, and it's a you know over time it's just a very surfacey, superficial message that can rot the soul. You know, if we're not connected in some kind of spiritual truth and spiritual, you know, life. We, we don't realize that we do have one. It's just way up here on the surface that could be cracked like a, like an egg in a soccer competition, you know? Yeah, you know, so, I mean, back in biblical times, you can't say that there wasn't sexual immorality because you had the Corinthian culture. Um, Jesus himself talked about lust and adultery. But, I mean, Paul definitely... You know, he was talking about all kinds of heinous stuff happening in the Corinthian culture. So it's not like, well, they, they didn't understand back then. Uh, yeah. It was not like it was. Uh, in some ways, it was much more worse because uh, Corinthian culture, for instance, Greek culture, you know, the prostitution was legal. It, it was government-endorsed. Uh, a lot of times they would... Um, uh, it was part of religion, you know, to bring sacrifices to certain sexual gods, the fertility god. And so, you know, they dig up these temples and statues and, uh, you know, pornographic, you know, um, statues. And so, you know, the, the, the sex and the porn and the lust and the adultery homosexual culture has been there for a long, long time. But no doubt it's taken a lot of different formats and it's delivered to us in today's time a whole lot quicker and we've got that anonymity you know I don't, I don't have to go to the uh, I don't have to go to the temple anymore to uh, find a prostitute <laughs> I can go to the chat room you know or I can go to right. Craigslist hookup you know so it's just morphed into 
easier and easier mediums for us to get it. That's right. And it's it's also admitting that, you know, that it's it's wrong too. You know, I think when you get to that point and, and a lot of folks who are listening to our voices now are pretty much at that place. Some of them yeah. are, are thinking, some of them are on the fence, and I've got emails from folks who are kind of like, yeah, I do this thing. I don't know if it's an addiction, but it, it bothers me that I keep returning back to it. You yeah. know, So they kind of struggle in their own you know, sense of morality or whatever on, on the way they do life and, and just kind of struggling with, all right, you know, I don't like that I do this, so I'm listening to you, but I'm, but I'm still skeptical. You know, the, the people that are on the fence. And then there's the people who, you know, in the religious realm, and I've got those emails as well, who are, you know, they're not confessing it. Like, they know that it's there, but it's in the dark, and they're, they're so afraid to confess it because of culture or whatever they're going through. But a lot of people yeah. don't make emotional or even one notch below that spiritual progress because they're not willing to, to, to live in the light, to bring it out in the light, you know? like pulling this vampire out of us and pulling that out into the light and going, all right, I struggle with this. You bring it out amongst other people. You have yeah. the courage to do that. And then you start to heal. Or you start to, to visit the places where maybe you believe lies, you know? So a lot of folks that go, oh, well, this is just a thing I do. It's not that big a deal. It's not? Really? Let's ask your wife. Let's yeah, play yeah. this out because you know that it's going to get darker. Your addiction is going to get darker. It just does, man. The thing that gets you off last month ain't going to get you off this month. And you see that progression going downhill. You know, I just like to, hey, don't believe lies about this thing. Yeah. It is insidious, and it will get yeah, in your soul. You know, the, the hiding has always, has always been around. And we, when we hide, um, whether we have a religious conscience or not, we know that that something is not right, and um, I would say that deep down God has given us a sense of of righteousness and unrighteousness, and so it's it's really you know God talking to us. But we you know we we look and we lust and we masturbate and we hide from our wives or we hide you know we, we keep this private part from our friends if we're single guys you know and don't talk about it. But we just you know, deep down there's a sense, I know that this is not right or balanced, you know. And um, I, I think one thing that we have to deal with a lot more now in the 21st century is this isolation culture. Um, it's yeah. so easy to isolate. And, you know, we're, we're, we're good at hiding anyway, uh, our sexual sins. But I can hide so much behind the phone and, uh, you know, texting and the computer. I mean, you know it as well as I do. If a guy wants to get some help, uh, it's a huge step for him to email. But then how many more huge steps is it for him to call or show up at a support group or show up at a counselor? Those are mammoth steps from, you know, somebody who's uh, – all he, all he can do is get the courage up to maybe send a text out saying, I need help, you know, or a right. Twitter line. But you're right. asking, and and we're asking him to make a personal contact with somebody. And um, I don't want to ever forget that that takes a lot of guts, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it does. That's but right. that has to be the right direction. And, and our culture today, 
we have we have put so many isolation uh, private layers that um, it takes a lot to break through. It takes a real, you know some sense of brokenness or I'm messed up. Yeah, it's like a this toxic attitude of, of I've got it all together when I don't, or I don't need anybody, you know? Yeah. And, and especially, you know, that's another thing about this area in the Seattle, Portland kind of, I mean, it rains a lot. So we do have a funky kind of social thing going on anyway. You know, even before the digital age, we, you know, people just stay inside a lot. Just Part uh -huh. of it's just the weather, you know? It's just part of a uh, conditioning around here. And uh, getting people out, getting people to talk, uh, about stuff and and there was a thing there's a social psych thing in this area it was in the Seattle Times about call it's called the Seattle ice right and I think it's not just a Seattle thing I think this is kind of a digital thing too people that work in software people that work with computers um, can have this <laughs> what they called they coined the Seattle ice where everything's real nice on the surface you know like I'll shake hands with you I'll be friendly with you um, yeah. but if there's hey we want to come over to your house for dinner it's like eh, well you know <laughs> We got something going on, or there's always some reason why why we're you know just kind of stuck in our own little family, our own little social world that's comfortable for us. You know, it's just it's 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 getting out of that comfort zone and and really living life in in the light. You know, with other yeah, people. I, it's I, I think another thing is with our schedules so busy, and you know we got parenting and we got kids at soccer or. If we're single guy or gal, we've got we've got our schedule. We got what we want to do, um, our project. You know, our, our schedules are so, our lifestyle is so overloaded with things. And oh, you know, I got to get to the gym, workout, whatever. Um, recovery is it, it it bumps up really hard against my schedule because um, I have to give it some major time. I can't just give it a passing thought or manage it by a few emails or by listening to a few podcasts. It takes right. an active engagement and uh, I mean that's hard for anybody to but you gotta you gotta drop something. It's gotta be important enough for you to drop it and right. go, this is a nine one one, I'm in crisis and until I realize that I'm not gonna give recovery the, the importance that it needs. Um, right. There's a lot of things that I had to say no to. I mean, I lost my job due to my porn, so it was a major wake-up call, and we had to move from Buffalo, New York, to Raleigh, North Carolina. So it it was you know costly for my family, um, mm -hmm. and so that did a lot to wake me up. But my wife and I said, you know, if if we're going to get well, and Jeff, if you're going to get well. We got to say no to a whole lot of things, and we got to make this for a while. I mean, for a couple of years, it was the main thing. And, right. Uh, at some point, you have to make it the main thing. Right. Yeah, it's it's too important to to kind of push under the rug. And I guess going yeah. back to going back to this kind of cultural surfacey lie that we believe, and and that it's not that big a deal, and it's almost like yeah, staying busy and keeping the schedule 
impact is a, is a good way to stay. You know, I was studying the biblical definition of worldliness because I grew up in kind of a this churchy church kind of a it, it deal where you don't listen to that kind of music, you don't watch those kind of movies, and you yeah. know, God forbid you would you would watch a movie that was rated R that wasn't about Jesus because that's worldly, right? Yeah. And really studying the topic of worldliness. It's, a, it's more of a heart condition than it is something out in the world. I mean, the Apostle Paul quotes a, a, a pagan a, a poet, you know, in the book of Acts. He, he talks mm-hmm. about, you know, pointing at these statues. His heart is, is hurting for the, for the people in, you know, but he, but he sees all these idols. His heart is moved to anger, but at the same time, he's going to engage the culture, you know, one-on-one. And, and there's a lot of good stories and stuff, and yeah, there's a lot of rated R movies that titillate, and I would tell people, I wouldn't recommend a lot of those those films, um, but at the same time, let's get a little deeper into realizing some of the some of the truths about what worldliness really is, because it's less about the music, it's less about the movies, it's more about our heart's, you know, desire for, for some of that stuff that's in it. And for the fact that we just want to stay on the surface. It's like, it's like the film The Matrix, right? I love the, the line in The Matrix where it's at the beginning of the film and he's kind of asleep in front of his computer and it pops up on the screen, Neo, the Matrix has you, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's a good yeah, you, message you, for you us today. earlier, uh, Russ, when you, when you talked about we, we do porn, we, uh, we go to the sites, but it, it's never enough. I mean, uh, yeah. I can have a great masturbatory experience. How do you like that word, man? Uh, right. I can have yeah. a great, I can have the biggest orgasm experience, and it's great for a while, or I can have the greatest sexual encounter with, with you know, a hot girl, but then, man, why do I keep coming back for more, and why is it never enough? I mean, Gene yeah. Simmons in Kiss, you, you hear about I mean, how many thousands of women he's had, and he brags about that. And they also will say, you know, it, it's just never enough. I need more. I need more. And, right. you know, we're just, we're other, we're, we're versions of that. Uh, yeah. But it's enslaved, that's, that's worldliness. It's enslaved yeah. to the pattern of this world, you know, to, yeah. to, to what your flesh wants. Yeah. And then there's not life there, you know. I mean, that's ultimately the goal is we're searching for life. We're searching for, for God, really. But as Jesus said, that blew my mind when I read that verse. You know, I'm, I'm mad at God. I'm, I'm in this pattern of, of like you were saying, and, and, you know, the next experience wasn't enough, like little shot glasses of sand. And I, and I sold pizza to this big uh, school, and I'd set all this pizza in front of this. Uh, so I do catering, right? I Like 20 yeah. pizzas, I'd pull them in and out, put them in front of this table at this Christian school, and right in back of the table that I was at was John 10.10. You know, the thief came uh-huh. to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus says, I came to bring life and bring it more yeah. abundantly. And I looked at that, and I thought, that's not true. You know, I'd done religion. I tried that. It didn't work for me. That was kind of my yeah. attitude. But I didn't understand Jesus. Yeah, I tried religion. Religion is, is not the point. You know, it's religious guys that killed Jesus, ultimately. So it was a, it was a heart condition. I just, yeah. you know, I just didn't 
forget that there is a, a deeper water, uh, a life-giving, thirst-quenching water that we're searching for that's down below, you know? I, I mean, again, that the matrix analogy, there is, a, there is a separate world from this one on the surface that we see. And that's true, and I, and I just pray that more people would understand that, you know? I think you do a good job of, um, uh, of talking about that on your podcast. And I know that your pastor, Mark Driscoll, man, he knows how to connect with the deep heart issues. It's not about rules and regulation. It's about that what you're really clinging to and what's controlling you is not satisfying uh, to us. And it's not the abundant life. I mean, we feel like I'm getting something, but, man, you know, why do I want more? Something's missing. Um, and that's, that's the fingerprint of God in our hearts. So I, I think that I think that sometimes taking that angle in the 21st century of let's let's go deeper and let's talk to the heart rather than um, someone who has a religious upbringing and you can you can talk about well we don't want to do this because the Bible says well we can we can do better than that as far yeah. as deeper reasons. And Why so, does the Bible think, say that? You know, that's that's what I, you know, was in, was especially with sex. I mean, I hear this pastor talking about don't have sex yeah. till you get married, and and in the back of my mind, I'm going, yeah, right. Yeah, this is totally unrealistic. And it's having the, the guts to ask those questions too. It is. You know? it's, it's not just why. What does it say? Uh, and and for some people, that's enough, and that's fine. But but go down and go now. Why would Jesus say that? Right. Why would Paul not want us to uh, have sex with other people and and you know join our bodies with the prostitute. What is it that that rings true about that deep in my soul? And and like you said, bounce it off some smart some other people. Bounce it off your wife. I, I don't, bounce it off some some people that are wiser than you in matters uh, right. of the soul. And um, you know, sexual sin. It, uh, it it's destructive, and it leads to death, not just spiritually, but relationally, emotionally, socially. There's casualties all over the place. That's right. It's it's like the first. I love that you touched on that because it's like the first one of those first dragon attitudes that we need to go in and slay. And I think that one is judgment, right? Like I know better than God. I know better than that guy down the street. I know better than the counselors. They don't know me. They don't know my story. So we just yeah. it's all about the self, right? We're all you know <laughs> in this masturbatory attitude of judgment towards everyone and everything else that's not based on my own doctrine. You know, I've talked to yeah. to people, atheist dudes, who are like, well, I just don't believe in God. I said, yeah, but you still have a doctrine, dude. Like you still have dogmas and rituals and patterns of thought that keep you doing the same things over and over again. Don't tell me you're not religious, all right? That, that word's been redefined mainly by college professors to mean worldview, you know? Yeah. Your worldview keeps your pattern going. So, yeah, man, it's, it's getting in and slay. I'm going to be doing a, a few... Um, sessions on that. I have a YouTube channel. It's on the website, ASI247.org, and I've been kind of convicted about that. Just reading some emails lately about some dragon attitudes that we're going to need to slay, you know, in order to, to really take this thing on, and that's a that's a big one, you know, judgment. Yeah. I, I know better. I know, you know, that's ridiculous. 
Yeah, we, so we I would say that, that um, you know, wherever we're at as far as our spiritual background, uh, some of the principles of recovery are universal. Um, and when I when I get an email from a guy, phone call, I'm looking at at um, there's really four things I'm looking at. The first one is, is this guy in crisis mode? Because if he's in crisis mode, all the other stuff that I say is not going to matter. Um, he, needs, he needs someone, you know, to help him know that there is hope in his crisis. Um, yeah. If the guy is kind of out of the crisis phase, then it, the, the first thing I, I really pick around for is, how's your support system? Uh, most people don't have a good support system. Uh, because they're living in isolation, you know. I'm no, and, and when I say support system, is I mean that somebody knows the true me, uh, right? And and I'm connecting with people about uh, about the true me, you know. Not not everybody has to know every detail about me, you know. But but I need to be able to talk safely to somebody about about the junk that's in my life. And that might be right. a counselor, that might be a minister, that might be a best friend. Um, but m- most people have a pretty anemic support system. Um, kind of the, the next rung that I look at, Russ, is um, how's your structure? How's your boundaries? How's your accountability? How are you managing your time and your schedule? And a, a lot of us uh, porn addicts, Men, you know, it's it's all over the place. We don't have boundaries. We don't have accountability. We don't have. We do whatever we want. You know, right. the only yeah. framework we have is maybe work and some home responsibilities. But I'm pretty much just living to do whatever I want to do in my time off. Uh, that's that's the structure that we need to get back up. And then the uh, the last thing is is I, I want to pick around for a guy's strategy. How are you building a, a good defense for your purity? How are you? What, what healthy things are you doing? So, what kind of offense you have? You know, defense and offense. But mm-hmm. honestly, it, it really um, it starts with the support and the connecting. And if there's a first step that I would tell any guy or gal, it's you need to begin to find safe people that you can talk to, and um, that might have to be a counselor, you know, who's sworn to secrecy, <laughs> you know, right. legally yeah. exactly. secrecy. Uh, you, you reach out to uh, to Russ at, um, you know, uh, or you reach out to me, Jeff, at porntopurity.com, and right. um, you know, we can we can be a beginning point for um, you breaking out of your isolation, but. Um, it's hard to get down to the nitty-gritty of how's your strategy doing, you know, uh, if if you're not actually talking to somebody about your struggles. Right. That's kind of That's like right. the third or fourth step, really, having a good strategy. Yeah, and it's, you know, uh, my... Uh, my stepfather had a had a stroke recently, Jeff, and, and got yeah. to the hospital on time, everything. Um, you and I have seen the devastation of of sexual integrity 
sexual purity issues, right? I mean, we've seen, we've heard, we've got emails, we've talked to people, we've been in rooms with people who, who, whose lives have blown up over this thing, you know? And I just pray that, that people would understand that it's, it's not this, this little, little habit, this little problem that is actually much bigger than that. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very much like my stepfather having a stroke. I mean, he got to the hospital on time where they caught that thing so he didn't have any long-term brain injury, you know? And, and, I, and I pray that, that people would really understand that, that, you know, whether if it's just a porn habit that you can't stop, it, it, it grows worse, man. It's like, it's like a cancer. It's like a brain tumor. You, you go after it aggressively. Yeah. You know, and, and you don't make excuses, man. Just take, learn from our bloodshed, me and Jeff, you know, yeah. that this thing does have devastating consequences, and I just pray that you would attack it like you would a, a stroke, a brain tumor, you know. You would do it quickly and aggressively. Yeah, and, and we're not alone. You're not alone in the battle. Yeah, um, man, you're not. And I, it's huge. You know, we, Russ and I are coming with an intensity about this, and some, sometimes we, we need wake-up calls, and we have to be frank and intense. But I guarantee uh, you, you get with me or Russ, and you find uh, somebody, you find a fellow brother in the battle. You know, when you and I are talking turkey, uh, Russ, when we're talking about our junk, we're not hammering each other about it. You know, if right. I'm talking That's about right. struggles or man, you I'm need to a hard straighten week. up, buddy. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, man. That. Yeah, well, nobody's man, doing Man, you know, you're you're a leader, Jeff, and you need to be. Man, you. If anybody, you should have you know a higher standard and blah blah. You know, we we don't beat each other up. Uh, yeah. Just because so we like, understand that we're fellow strugglers, and um, you know, I, I we can come really. We, we might could come off intense on this podcast, but. There's really a warm spirit with us going, dude, we understand. And that's, yeah. that's why we would even do a podcast on our own time during my lunch break before Russ goes to work. We're sitting here on the phone so we can uh, extend a helping hand out. And uh, we've been there, man. It's, it's like, uh, you know, we've walked through the minefield and stepped on a couple and, you know, there is bloodshed and, and uh, we're just, you know, I just, we're just praying that that folks don't see the devastation we've seen, and and that people can catch this this thing early, you know. Yeah. And even if it is, if you, even if you feel like it's too late, it's never too late. That's a, that's another lie that I believed. You know, well, it's too late for me. I'm already just screwed up and addicted, and I got to learn to manage this thing or whatever. That's just not true. You know, I mean, I was just, I was horribly, horrifically, very stubbornly stuck in this. I was very, very addicted. And there is freedom from this, man. There, there is. I, I think one of the things that I've noticed about um, in more modern times is, you know, the new guys that are coming to our group, it's almost exclusively uh, computer pornography, masturbation, chat rooms, um, it, 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 it takes a while uh, before a guy to get into some sort of emotional affair or an actual affair. Um, if there is some sort of emotional affair, it's something where they've reconnected with somebody on Facebook um, or, you know, and they're texting back and forth. But 
But even that, um, and then some of the guys, they're like, I, mean, I don't understand my, why my wife thinks it's such a big deal because it's only the computer, and I'm not, you know, I'm not committing adultery on my wife. I'm not, uh, you know, visiting prostitutes. So I, I think, I think there's a, a little bit more of that excuse that somehow it's less of a problem today because I'm not struggling like these older guys are who've had affairs you know, and right. visited porn shops or massage parlors. Um, it, it doesn't make any difference whether you've just masturbated in your bathroom or whether you've uh, had an affair. I mean, the consequences are different, but you, you can't just excuse off saying that, that you're better uh, because you haven't done certain things. There's a lot of things right. I haven't done and uh, hopefully never will do, you know. But I got I got plenty of, of stuff I got to work on now, <laughs> just with what I've right. done and the boundaries that I've crossed. It, that was, you know, part of my story, Jeff, and you kind of hit the nail on the head with that. I mean, that was my attitude, too, as a porn addict, you know. I'm just looking at the stuff on the computer, or I'll just get DVDs or whatever, and yeah. and uh, it's not that big a deal. It, it, what my wife doesn't know won't hurt her, you know, as yeah. I'm hiding it. The first time I picked up a prostitute, if you would have asked me that morning, would you ever cheat on your wife? I would have said no. I would never cheat on my wife. I would never be with a prostitute. Why would I do that? I even said that to her when I picked her up and she got in the car. She was just some, you know... Uh, attractive young woman walking down the street I made eye contact with. She stuck her thumb out like she wanted to ride. Um, and she proceeded to sell me. Yeah. Uh, we, I had given myself over to this this porn habit, this this monster for so many years that everything that she said, I mean, there's a reason they call them hookers, right? They're mm-hmm. trying to get you on the hook. And, and, and she just sold me on, hey, if we work together, you know, you want something, uh, I want to give it to you, you know. If we work together, yeah. we would flirt for a while, and eventually we'd end up in bed. She says, hey, you know, for... 50 bucks, you can have me right now. You want something for me? I want to give it to you. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, and then she knocks her price down and cuts it in half and just, it, it, this was this was me falling in that point. And it was yeah. horrible. And it started a whole new habit, a whole new addiction. And, and by the grace of God, I, I'm, I'm not, you know, have AIDS or hepatitis or something like that. You know, it's, Don't believe the lie that that you've got this thing under control because when you've given yourself over to it so much, your porn, you know, you no longer own your porn. Your porn owns you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's truth. It's like with any addiction. You give yourself over to it enough, it starts to develop an ownership of you rather than you of it. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, I, again, I'm being intense, but I'm 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 hurt for people. I'm 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 praying for for heart change. You know, hearts and minds being affected, and people would would wake the heck up, man. I think one thing that the feedback that we've gotten from our podcast, uh, Russ, is that we come across as real guys, and there's a lot of people that have never had that before. I've never heard that. It's an odd 
thing to uh, experience. And when you when you get with a real guy who's not afraid to share his junk, and I don't pretend that I've got a pretty red bow around my around it now, you know. I I share a testimony about uh, you know what God has done, but really it's it's a work in progress testimony. And I think too many of us we uh, will will share. Well, this happened, and I used to do this. But now I'm all better, and praise the Lord and Jesus save me. You know, and there is a part of my testimony that is a salvation testimony. There's a deliverance part of it, but the bulk of, of who I am in Jesus is a work in progress. That's and right. so I think that I think that one of the benefits uh, that, that comes out in our podcast we don't hardly even recognize that much is just that we we talk about being a work in progress and i think that's what strikes accords with people you know uh, russ is not just this religious guy who's got jesus who his life is all perfect now and he's trying to, yeah. to preach at us you know that's right uh, sometimes we get to preach but most of the time we just we get to share about the work in progress and how how much better my life is because I'm allowing Jesus to to work with me on that and touch that. That's right, and that's part of uh, part of that's really why I'm a Christian. Why I embraced Christianity, and and yeah, you could say it's my religion, but really it's based on human history, right? It's based on not believing lies and and checking out the truth and really getting into that. And yeah, it's based on faith too. I can't prove yeah. it, you know. I can't. Yeah. It's like I tell my atheist friends, well, there's just too much evidence. It's like really, and prove there's no God because I'm listening. No, you go on faith too. I can't prove that, you know, all the stuff I believe, but I, there's enough evidence. I'm not a blind faith guy either, Jeff. I know that there's enough evidence for this man who, who was Jesus, right, that God would, would enter into time and space as the God-man to, on a rescue mission for, for sinful human beings who are messed up, jacked up on, on different, you know, journeys, that, that he would love us, that he would come mm-hmm. and meet us. You know, that's, that's Christianity for me, that uh, uh, getting that God isn't this angry being up there, you know, smacking people, crumpling people up like garbage and throwing them into hell, but that we are running towards hell full bore, and, and God's there to, to show us life. Yeah. God's there standing next to the well of clean drinking water as we, as we run for to drink out of toilets and mud puddles, right? I mean, this is this is this truth. It's it's not religion. It's it's human history, and it's it's a, it's understanding a deeper life giving message that that is the message of Jesus. If it wasn't, I mean, Jesus. If it wasn't God in human flesh, I I, I wouldn't. I don't know where I'd be, man, Jeff. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't have enough willpower for this thing. I mean, we, we talk about strategies and stuff like that, but ultimately the power of the Holy Spirit inside of the hearts of guys like you and me, this thing that's working its way out from the inside, you know, it's not shoving it in from the outside. It's working its way out from the inside. I mean, that's the power of the Holy Spirit. And without that, I would not have enough willpower to, to take this thing on. 
I mean, that's just the truth. You you, you got to have faith. You yeah, do have and you know, faith. I, I've, some, got really good, I've got a really good uh, support structure now. I've got um, I've got uh, good boundaries and accountability. I've got uh, a strategy that's built around my weaknesses and my triggers. You know, that's I'm still working on that. Sometimes I can I can become so dependent on the system and the other guys that that I <laughs> I can leave Jesus out of the picture. You know, right. even in this recovery, you know, which is 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 so much brought on by. Uh, God's hand, um, I can I can just lean on the the system, and there's a um, there's a spiritual dimension to this, and there's a power that um, I can't I can't continue to defeat this, and I can't continue to have victory without um, leaning on Christ. And uh, when I get away from that, that's those are usually the times when I have the biggest problems. You know, I get slapped around and and I have uh, um, you know slips and um, I let things in. And one of the questions we'll ask in our in our group time sometimes, especially if the guys had a lot of slips, they say, you know, how's how's your system going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know, slip there. But how's your relationship with the Lord? You know, it's kind of like plugging into the power source to make the right. system work. It's a deeper sense of worship. You know, a defining worship was a big one for me. Um, yeah. Defining worship, like I just thought it was like the music at church. Well, it's, okay, so Bob's going to lead worship, right? I always thought that that's what it was, but it's really, it's really something deeper than that. Like we go someplace to find life. You know, we're searching yeah. for life. It, it's it's worship, and the, an attitude of gratitude has helped me a lot too. It's a, being grateful for the guys, and but also being grateful for just the stuff that God's given us. We tend to look at like technology, for example, as as a, a bad thing. You know. When it can be a good thing. I mean, we. Oh, I'm so tempted by it. I mean, and that's a big part of this too. It's not that we're triggered; it's that we're tempted. It's that's one of the things. If I could change anything about the recovery community, let's stop using that word triggered. You know, triggered goes to psychology, and it's about you know, like autism or somebody who's schizophrenic. They get triggered, and then they fall into a certain behavior. Addicts, we get tempted. And it's really pushing back those temptations and getting good at that. Like when, yeah. when a thought enters my mind, I like to talk about it on a cognitive level. Your thought life is going to control your future. You know, and, and it's dealing with temptations and, and taking that word trigger and throwing it in the freaking garbage and realizing this is more of a theological term, but it's true. We, we're tempted. What do we do with our temptations? How, how are we growing through our temptations? Right, John? Uh, yeah. I don't know. This is my two cents in there. Well, that, that's, that's our next podcast, right? <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> Triggers and okay. temptations. We, uh, we have a little bit different angles on that, I know. Uh, you and I have talked about that before. But um, that'd be a good a good podcast to do. <laughs> That's right. Um, well, it's been good, been great having you and uh, being on your show as well, Jeff. Yeah, man. It it it's it's good. To, I love talking to my recovery buddies, and it's fun to have uh, an interchange. And um, uh, if uh, anybody wants to reach me, Jeff at porn dot com, 
My handle on Twitter is at Porn to Purity. And uh, what about you, Russ? It's uh, Russ at ASI247.org. And my handle on Twitter is, Ru- is at Russ Shaw, all one word. Yeah, that's three S's. Um, my website is ASI247.org. Uh, they're just uh, some good resources on both of our websites. Yeah. Um, again, I, I want to reiterate this. Take care of this like it's brain cancer, right? Like you're finding the first symptoms of a stroke, all right? I just pray that you would take care of this thing aggressively, swiftly, now. I mean, send an email for 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 God's sake, please, either to me or to Jeff, or just start this this purity, right? This this uh, cleansing process now. Don't wait, man. Don't wait till your life blows up. All right, people. This again. My name is Russ Shaw. ASI247.org is the website. If you'd like to leave a donation, man, donations keep this thing on the internet. It's like 26 bucks a month. I am not a wealthy man. All right, so help uh, put in some gas money. Keep this thing on the internet. Um, If you like the message, donate right from there. If you don't feel comfortable using a credit card on the internet, I get you, man. I feel you, all right? Uh, You can send me a check or money order or something like that. Just send me an email. I'll send you the address. Again, russ at asi247.org is my email address. Again, um, let that kind of resonate with you, all right? This is serious, man. Don't put it off. Get help for this thing right now. All right? Lead out with some more Van Halen. Later. Bye.